Hello there, and welcome to Sullivan County Democrat Podcast, sponsored by the good folks at the Kitchen Table Cafe in Calicoon, New York. Uh, I am Managing Editor Joe Abraham, and I am joined tonight with three very special guests. Um, I am joined with Alex Rao, who is the County EMS E911 Coordinator, and he's a member of the Volunteer Ambulance Corps of Livingston Manor Incorporated. Uh, I have Ann Bivens, uh, retired captain of NeverSync EMS and current member delegate to the EMS Advisory Board and um, from NeverSync. And I have Rebecca Goodman, who is the captain of Namikating First Aid Squad. So uh, pretty much these wonderful individuals are taking their times out of their evenings and very busy schedules because we want to talk tonight about EMS uh, and uh, just like we've been doing with all first responders in this little podcast series of episodes recently. And um, first, I'm going to ask each of them to tell us a little bit about themselves, because the great thing about volunteering EMS and in general is that these folks are often just one of us uh, in society and and they have lives just like the rest of us. And so tell us uh, what you're involved in in the community when you're not going on calls, et cetera, how you got into EMS and a little bit about your company. Okay. Um, so my name is Alex Rao. As you uh, outlined, I'm the EMS and 911 coordinator for Sullivan County. Um, in my spare time, I am a volunteer uh, EMT with the uh, Volunteer Ambulance Corps of Livingston Manor. I've been involved with public safety for about 30 years. I started at the age of 16. Um, I became a certified first responder. I then uh, graduated to EMT, emergency medical technician. And then I went on uh, after high school to become a paramedic. I did that for a few years before moving into the into the 911 arena. So I've been in public safety um, again for 30 years. Um, I've enjoyed uh, every day of it. And um, you know, probably the um, best part for me is is giving back to the community, whether I'm at work at 911 or in my off time, um, getting to meet people, help them on their worst day of their lives. Uh, it's very personally rewarding, and, um, and I'm happy to be doing it. My name is Ann Bivens, and I am a member of NeverSync EMS. We are connected with the fire department, so we're a little bit unusual in Sullivan County. I've been an EMT for about 10 years now, uh, a little bit late in life, but I felt like I needed to be able to give back to my community. And I was at a position where I didn't have little kids. I had a car and I had the time to devote to the education, which is extensive. I find it to be very um, rewarding in my small community. Never think it's just a little place and pretty much everybody knows everybody. And I find that my patients call me on the phone and ask me questions about their health or if they should do this or that. And I find it rewarding to be able to research the answers and to uh, give them what I consider to be good advice. In addition to this, I'm the secretary of the Gramesville Fair, which is coming up in August. And we're all very excited about that. Uh, that takes quite a lot of time during the fair, but the rest of the time, I'm kind of free. Another thing that I enjoy about EMS is that I'm able to mentor younger members. We have a number of uh, junior members who are between 16 and 18 years old, and it's very rewarding to be able to work with them and to see them develop and to see them become 
members of the squad and go on to serve their community as well. And my name is Rebecca Goodman. Um, I'm the captain with Mammocating First Aid Squad. I have been um, around Mammocating for about five years. I've been an EMT and I, in my free time or my time outside of Mammocating, I'm a social worker and um, between social work and EMS, that, that fills up quite a bit of time. Um, I, I got involved in EMS personally when um, I moved back from when I lived out in the Midwest and I moved back because my father has been in EMS for my whole life. I've lived in Wurtsboro since pretty much since I was born. So I was around EMS community and I always saw that. And when I moved back, it was something I really decided I wanted to be involved as Anne and Alex were talking about just being involved in the community and being able to be a part of something besides yourself. And it was a cool way to just interact with community members, do something. And it was a pretty organic way just to meet people, help people in the community and really be involved in those smaller interactions to be out in the community. Um, Mamicating, you know, at, you know, as never since it's small, where we have a larger district, but um, it's been, you know, we have a small community and throughout this time, you know, we've really been able to try to, we're trying to grow um, and trying to grow our basis of EM, EMTs. And I think that's something we'll touch base on in a little bit, but I know that's something I really enjoy doing is reaching out to the community and being a source of information. Anne was kind of touching on that. And I think that's a cool thing we get to do as EMS is be a place for the community to reference um, if they need CPR, or if they need to know, you know, questions about health and what we can do and, and just improving health conditions of um, our community. So that's, you know, mammocating re recently, we've been trying to have a push to be the hub of medical questions and places to go for trainings and just involving the community in some of these things going on, especially, you know, COVID, we've kind of developed into this different, different world um, and being able to be a place where people can ask questions and, and, you ask where can I get this vaccine or what can I do or is there you know how can I help um, we've seen some members start to come our way and that's been a cool thing to do yeah, and thank you all for first of all for, for obviously volunteering your time um, like I said certainly a, a great thing for the community to to have and, and obviously just the people in EMS or that I've met around here are just just all around just amazing folk and so um, my second question is sort of uh, Rebecca was touching base on it. So, um, right, so I've heard locally, whether it be looking for volunteer firefighters or an EMS, that there's certainly people could use a few more, uh, to put it that way. Um, and I guess with you guys, um, I was just wondering, uh, I guess Rebecca and Ann can answer it with your respective um, EMS um, that you're with and then Alex can take it, not just with Manor, but from a countywide perspective, uh, have you found uh, there to be a shortage and has that number one affected um, how you guys have been able to operate and two, uh, what uh, volunteer, like what kind of things have you been doing to try to encourage more people to, to get involved? Neversink has been successful in recruiting from the community. Um, you have to think of other ways that people can help you. People want to help, but they feel like they don't have enough time. Uh, one thing that I found is that we have a terminal for the school buses in our community and school bus drivers make great ambulance drivers. They already know CPR 
and they know about HIPAA and they know about Narcan and they know where everything is. So they make great ambulance drivers. So we went to the bus terminal and we said, gee, you know, we need this help. Do you think you can help us out? And we've got several members that drive school bus and they do it in the morning and they do it in the afternoon and the rest of the time they're available to help us. We also reach out to our younger population. We have, uh, the fire department has a program where they have cadets and those members are 14 and 15 years old. Once they're 16 years old, they become junior members. And then if they are interested, they can start riding the ambulance with us. And we've been very successful in recruiting younger members from our junior members. They're very dedicated. Um, Rebecca, what have you found? Yeah, I mean, I think we've in, here in Mammocating have struggled getting active members. Um, and we have a, a small group of people who respond um, pretty consistently, but it's, it's a struggle. It's, um, I think some people just, it's a commitment and we're looking for more people, quite frankly. I think it's, we've, we've seen an influx. We've had a few, um, five or six new people join recently, but it, it does require to become to become an EMT, there's education attached to it. And people have to get um, through the through the content and the course and pass the state testing. So while we're in that process, it's you know keeping people engaged and having people um, trying to provide trainings to people. And I think you know we're we're looking for that engagement factor and having people any anybody can walk in and you know and we we have um, people at the building pretty much all the time and having our building be a area in the community where people can stop in like I said before if they have any questions um, and we've gotten a few um, new applicants and, and new prospective members come in and talk to us that way and it's helped get some people to to walk in our doors um, I think like you know I think there's definitely that need and we are looking for volunteers and and people in our community. Um, and that's definitely something we're looking for. Um, some some recruitment stuff we've been doing. I think a big part of it's kind of the culture of EMS and knowing that we, you know we're looking for people who could, who can drive. You don't have to be an EMT to be a part of this. Um, we're looking for people who can you know be EMTs. You don't have to drive to be an EMT. And just kind of letting people know in the community what you know what they can do if they're interested um, will help. Um, pay for part, you know, for the education that they don't have to pay for it themselves, because a lot of times cost can be a factor for people wanting to do this. Um, and just, you know, word of mouth, that's probably the, the next best thing is when we're on calls or anything like that, when people ask, oh, what can I do? Thank you so much. I think it's always an opportunity too to say, hey, if you're interested, you can come on and ride with us. That's something that, you know, sometimes people don't even think about it is we do need volunteers. Um, and that's always a great opportunity too, to, you know, you don't need to pay us, you know, you don't need to give us money for, for what we did for you today, but like, we would love to have you as a member. We'd love to have you come join us. I have to say, Rebecca, I came into your building a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I'm a volunteer vaccinator with the county and we were doing home visits in Wurtsboro. And of course we got lost. So I went to the ambulance building because I knew they would know where this house was that I was looking for, because you, you'll agree that you do get to know all the shut-ins, and that's where we were going. And uh, they helped me out, so that was great. 
Oh, I love to hear that. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you learn your area. And I think that's a draw of EMS. I love that we really get to know our community and that's super valid. So I guess you want me now, Joe. Um, so yeah, um, you know, as these ladies mentioned, uh, recruitment is is a huge effort um, by many of the ambulance corps in Sullivan, actually all of the ambulance corps in Sullivan County. Um, currently we have 15 ambulance corps in Sullivan County. Um, you know, 10, 15 years ago, we had 21 ambulance corps in Sullivan County. And uh, unfortunately, due to lack of volunteerism, uh, many of them have had to uh, close their doors and, um, you know, be absorbed by other agencies. So, you know, there is, you know, as Rebecca pointed out, there is a lot of um, energy being stirred recently to try and drive recruitment, try and find some innovative ideas to um, uh, retain members, uh, find out what, uh, what drives them and how we can keep them going. Many of those 15 ambulance corps in Sullivan County, um, unfortunately, a lot of them hinge on, you know, two, three or four key members in their organization. Um, some of them as little as two key members in their organization. So um, if something were to happen to those members or they were to leave for some reason, relocate, um, those ambulance corps would have a very challenging time to get their ambulance out to help you. So, you know, we're, um, you know, we, um, myself on behalf of the Bureau of Sullivan County Bureau of EMS, and um, just kind of collaborating with all the captains, trying to bring them together, trying to share ideas, cross pollinate some ideas and see what we can do together. And we're also working very closely with our fire service on uh, recruitment and retention as well. and. Um, just trying to see what we can do to um, gain some more membership, work on succession planning, uh, who's going to take over the reins when, when some of these members retire, and how are we going to keep some of these organizations that have been going for 50 or 60 years now, how are we going to you know, bring them into the future? So there is a lot on the table. Um, a lot of our, our EMS system and our ambulance cores are very fragile. And um, we need to all kind of work together and, and strengthen that so that, um, you know, we can continue to provide the service into the future. Yeah, well, um, my next question is, so in everything in life, there are misconceptions, right, about every type of profession or volunteer thing. Just whether it be stuff you see online or just word of mouth on the street from your experiences, what are some of the common myths and misconceptions that people have about you know, being an EMS volunteer? I would say, I think the first one is you don't have to have the skills um, to join and you don't have to have the education. We can provide that. You don't, you know, you don't have to be, have medical background for this kind of stuff. You can join and we will help provide education and training and support throughout the class. And I think that's, you know, a lot of people don't realize that. And that's something that I think is a really neat way to get, to learn an additional skill and, and you learn you learn how to deal with crisis, and I think that a lot of people don't don't come in with that knowledge. Um, but I would also say, for that question, is that not everything is a trauma. Um, and I say that, and a lot of people really like the action and the car accidents and that kind of stuff. But I think another big, huge piece to it is really what it looks like to help your neighbor, um, and the, especially in these small towns, is a lot of what we do is being able to outreach somebody, you know, somebody who fell and, you know, they need help getting up 
or it's, I don't feel well, I'm really scared, or I've lost, all, you know, bloody noses, people who are on blood thinners, and I've lost a lot of blood, and I don't know what to do, and being able to be there as a support, not necessarily at 4 p.m. on a, on a Thursday, but also at 3 a.m. on a Wednesday, right, you know, you're working the next morning, and being that support, and I think that's when people join, it's important to know that it's not all the, the action. There's, there's a lot of uh, beauty in the mundane that we do, I think. I would agree with that, Rebecca. I think that people feel that it's going to take up so much time. And it really doesn't. Um, first of all, if there is a call, if you're not available, you're not available and you just don't go. But if you are available, it doesn't take more than an hour and a half or two hours to help this community member or your neighbor feel better about themselves or feel that they're getting the proper attention. It really doesn't take a lot of time. And I think that's one thing that people think, oh, how do you have time to do this? It doesn't take a lot of time. And I think on that point, Anne, because that's really valid, but it, it can take as much time as you give it. This is definitely an activity or, you know, something that you can be a part of that can be very time consuming if you choose to let it be very time consuming. Here at Mammocating, we request anybody who's a riding member, they ride one shift a week. Um, that's, that's our request. You, you know, you pick up a 12 hour shift and you you ride it. Um, if you don't get any calls, you don't get any calls. If you get a few calls, you get a few calls. Um, but here, here, that's what we request. Um, and it's, you know, it can be it, when we're looking really for evening volunteers from 5 PM to 5 AM. But again, I think that's really, it, it doesn't have to be all consuming as I think some people see that it, oh, you're really busy. You're doing this all the time. Well, I like it. And this is what I do, but it doesn't need to be what you do every day, every minute of your life absolutely just to piggyback on something rebecca said um i think twice she's alluded to it already is um you know you don't have to be an emt to uh join your local ambulance corps um many people have many different talents and you know it, it takes a village they say and it really does i mean there's administrative positions that could be held that we need help with record keeping uh, if you're good with accounting, every ambulance corps needs somebody to help with their their finances. Uh, if you're a mechanic, you know it, it takes takes machinery to to move our ambulances. So there's many ways you can you know donate your time um, and, uh, and and participate in your local ambulance corps. Um, there's a lot of different jobs, even even something as you know as important as washing our ambulances. Um, we want to. Make sure we're, you know, have a professional appearance. Uh, we all know that, uh, you know, wintertime, summertime, roads are, are dusty, dirty, and we want to take care of our equipment. So even someone, a teenager, wants to join and, and help maintain the ambulances, um, you know, we definitely need uh, all the help we can get. And, you know, and perhaps that will kind of spur some some interest in, in taking it to the next step if, if you uh, would want to do that. Uh, I think, you know, two of the myths that I came up with uh, during this is, uh, you know, everybody thinks EMS is about blood and guts, and it really isn't. Um, you know, there's, uh, as Rebecca mentioned earlier, there's, there's you know, taking, uh, you know, someone's grandma to the hospital because she's not feeling well. It's, it's again, being there, you know, whether it's 2, 2 p.m. or 2 a.m., 
and just helping people, um, you know, get to the hospital and get the help they need. Um, and sometimes you don't have to go to the hospital. You just go, you, you evaluate them and, and they get peace of mind. So you don't even have to go to the hospital. So it's not all about blood and guts. It's actually very rare. And the other thing I think a lot of people think is that, uh, you know, your ambulance corps is, is sitting at the ambulance building waiting to go. And that's not always the case. Um, all of us or very many of us are volunteers. We stay at home. We're, you know, living our everyday lives. When the pager goes off, we come down to the ambulance building, we congregate, we wait for our crew, and then we head to your house. So that could take a few minutes. Uh, we're not, you know, even though you may live a few houses down from the ambulance corps, it doesn't mean we're going to be there, you know, in seconds. So it takes a little bit of time sometimes. Great. And um, real quick, I guess, while I have Anne on, on this podcast, I would ask one cool event that I have enjoyed covering for the paper is Anne sort of put together a uh, EMS like education day in the last couple of years. I know COVID kind of changed some things with that as far as being able to have it. But I know um, there was a lot of talk about uh, for people who are volunteer ambulance, sometimes you have to travel a little bit of a ways outside of the county, maybe to find a course or class or, that you need. And um, and I know that you'd put that together. Are there any plans to have one in, uh, in 2021? Unfortunately, we do not have plans for 2021. The way the conferences work, you pick a date and that's the date you have. And our date is the third week in March. So we are looking forward to the third week in March of 2022. We felt very um, cheated almost that we couldn't have our EMS Education Day in 2021. We were prepared. We had everything ready. We had people signed up. We had everything. Our speakers, we had terrific speakers. And uh, it just all fizzled because of COVID. So we went ahead and we had posters printed. And Rebecca, I see you have one there in back of you. Um, it has to do with mental health. And we just wanted everybody, it's laying down there. We just wanted everybody to realize that the stress that we were under due to COVID, um, you have to take time for yourself. And you have to make sure that you're healthy in order to serve your community. So we're looking forward to being able to provide that education in 2022. And I hope all our EMS cohorts are, will reserve that weekend for us because we're going to have a great conference. And um, so my, my next question is sort of to kind of put things all together. Uh, to a close tonight for all the people listening and on this podcast that might be in never sink or they might be in mammocating or for Alex who's here giving the county perspective in Livingston Manor um, if you could just once again one last time give like your elevator speech of like uh, why someone should join their local EMS um, what would that be and then um, finally I would also ask if they would like to contact you to for more information about joining EMS, uh, how would uh, or your um, the e your volunteer uh, department there? Um, what's the best way to do so? I think that anybody that is concerned with their community and their neighbors 
can feel the need to help out. And the way that you can do it is by joining your local fire department or EMS. As Alex said, you don't have to, you don't even have to get on the ambulance or the fire truck. There's lots of other things that need to be done. And we are very appreciative of anybody. If anybody anywhere wants to join, if they contact any of us, we can put them in touch with the person in their area. Uh, I think the best, maybe the best thing to do is to contact Alex or you can go on the county website and all, we're all listed on the county website and phone numbers to contact us. Uh, failing that, if you want to just take a little ride down to the firehouse on the second or fourth Tuesday, we will be there. And other times too, and we're more than happy to give you a tour and let you meet the other members and see if this would be a good fit for you. But it's most important for you to have the desire to make your community better. That's why I joined, and I hope that's why other people joined too. Yeah, I mean, to, to add to what Ann said, it's absolutely all about for me what can you do for your community? If you want to be a part of something larger than yourself, I think EMS is a really awesome opportunity to do something, um, not just for you, for, you know, and it, and it impacts your community to be able to get out and meet your neighbors and, and help, help people. I also think what, when I'm telling people the cool things about EMS, it really gives you an added edge of being able to function well in a crisis. And I think that's something that comes, people always say to me, oh, like, you're so calm. How do you do that? And it's, I think that's a cool part of EMS is, you, you know, you're around people in some of their worst moments or some of their hardest times, and you can be that rock and that steady person to just be a support for them. Um, and I think that's a unique and added benefit of doing EMS. Um, and just, again, that, that being able to be there for people in your community and, and be, you know, you're, you could be their neighbor, live down the road from them or you know, and just being that person who can be there to support them and understand and, and walk through and get them to the resolution of their crisis or get them to the hospital or whatever it takes. Um, here in Mamakating, there's several ways you can get touch in touch with us. You can usually walk to the, if you're walk, come to the ambulance building, there's usually people around. Uh, summer, we have our doors open a lot of the times with people in the building. Um, but if not, if, if you come here and people aren't here, we have a public Facebook page. You can find us at Mamakating First Aid Squad. And if you message us on that page, I will get that message and we will reach out to you. Um, and that's a great way to reach us. Or you can email us at MFAS, as in Mamakating First Aid Squad, 39 at yahoo.com. I know Yahoo, you know. <laughs> you know, or like Ian said, our phone numbers for the captains are on the county page, or I'm sure if you reached out to Alex or the county that uh, they would pass your information along and we all get in touch with one another and we would love to hear from you. Um, my elevator speech is um, give it a try. Um, you don't know until you try. Um, our, our, our colleagues in the fire service uh, speak of the brotherhood. Um, I can tell you that EMS is much like a family as well. Um, you know, we all drill together. We have, um, you know, uh, taking Livingston Manor, for example. We also have a drill night. We come down, we get together, we have fun, we have laughs. Uh, it's good networking. And then, you, you know, you can participate in other meetings and other activities in the county where you meet people from other areas. Um, I see Ann and Rebecca on a regular basis. Again, we share ideas. We, 
we try to come together and collaborate. So um, try it, just give it a try is all I can say. And uh, as far as getting a hold of us, yes, absolutely. Um, county website, sullivanny.us, sullivanny.us. You can go to the Sullivan County Bureau of EMS uh, Facebook page. And uh, if you message that page, we, we I will put you in contact with uh, your local ambulance service. And I do uh, just want to give quick one quick shout out to um, all of our EMS providers in Sullivan County, whether you're a volunteer or a career uh, EMT, paramedic. Uh, this is EMS week, May 16th to the 22nd. And um, I do want to tip my hat to um, all of my colleagues, um, EMTs, crew members, paramedics, drivers, mechanics. I just want to thank everybody for the, the work you do. We've had a very challenging year with the pandemic. Um, it's been physically and emotionally draining for many, and um, our EMS providers keep going. So thank you. And um, well, that does it today for another episode of the Sullivan County Democrat podcast brought to you by the good people at the Kitchen Table Cafe in Calicoon, New York. And um, Alex and Ann, it is a pleasure to see you guys uh, again because I've got a chance to know you uh, over the years and um, that I've been in Sullivan County. And Rebecca, it was very nice meeting you and uh, learning a little bit about the Mamikating First Aid Squad as well. And um, yeah, thanks everyone for listening and um, we will talk to you guys again soon.